Hey, what's up entrepreneurs, small business owners, and side hustlers everywhere. Have you ever wondered what fuels so many successful entrepreneurs? Well, I can tell you from personal experience and having served thousands of entrepreneurs that funding is at the top of the list. No, I'm not talking about venture capital, which funds less than 2% of business. I'm actually talking about a business funding marketplace with options that have served thousands of clients for hundreds of millions of dollars with rates as low as 0% interest up to 18 months. Go to sevenfiguresfunding.com. That's the digit seven and then figuresfunding.com and tell my funding team you came from the podcast to receive your free gift, the business funding formula and credit college for free. Guys, no one taught us about finance and credit in college or high school and that's what we're on a mission to do, sevenfiguresfunding.com. What's going on, Seven Figures Nation? We are entrepreneurs, we are business owners, we are side hustlers, and one of the challenges that we have is being able to create a great life for our families while succeeding at business. It's very difficult to do both, but you absolutely can. And today's guest, Darina Lantella, is an entrepreneur. She is a mother of six amazing children, and she knows what it's like balancing family entrepreneurship. She's on a mission, by the way, to get families back to the table it's the bottom building block of society. This is truly important for individuals, entrepreneurs, and business owners. Happy home life equals happy work life. You've got to got to be succeeding in both. Succeeding in one and failing in the other is unacceptable. So let's see how we can get some people to help us save the world, come together one table at a time. Darina's mission is the back to the table movement, reviving the Rosetto effect, which is the phenomenon by which people live longer, healthier, happier lives by the way they live in their community. Darina, how are you doing? Welcome to the show. There are over 32 million businesses in the U.S. and over 90% of them will never break seven figures in annual sales. So how do we as entrepreneurs or aspiring entrepreneurs break into that seven figures club? This podcast will relentlessly share the secrets, strategies, and tactics I've used to create three multi-seven figures businesses and bring in even more successful entrepreneurs than me to share their inspirational stories and tactics to success. You can create your dream business in life right now. So buckle up and let's go. I'm great. Thanks for having me tonight. So everybody listening, Doreen and I had the opportunity to connect actually at an entrepreneur event in Miami. And this was actually, I believe this was in November, right before Thanksgiving uh, was going to be taking place. And uh, great weather, always beautiful there in Miami and whatnot. But Doreen, I'm super excited for you to be a guest on the show because entrepreneurship is one of the greatest challenges in the world. And maybe right there with it is that of being a parent and having a successful marriage and family. And obviously, that's more challenging, I think, in 2024, perhaps, than it's ever been. But tell us, if you could, a little bit about your background and what were some of the key events to, that led you to create Darina's Kitchen? Well, um, so I am Darina. So it's nice to see everybody here on uh, on this show. I'm excited to be here. Um, you know, I grew up in an Italian family and I grew up in the Italian restaurant business. So I was kind of the neighborhood Italian kid there in the suburbs of Washington, D.C. growing up. And I actually did my first cooking class when I was 19 years old. One of my college, uh, actually one of my grade school friends who we went to two different schools there in the D.C. area. And she calls me up one day. And she's like, Darina, can you teach me? My friends how to cook. None of us can cook and we're broke. 
We're starving. <laughs> I, did my, I did my, yeah, well, you know, starving college kids. So I did my first cooking class. It was, um, a, a, I made all the pasta sauces. I'm like, pasta's cheap. So I taught him how to make all this. It was like an all day event at, at her mom's house. And, um, it was funny because now I do that same cl the sauce class in about an hour, you know, but, uh, it was fun doing that at 19 years old and thinking that, you know, I was the, the neighborhood, uh, well, I was the neighborhood kid with the restaurant family, you know, so I was the one that, uh, was the one that was called, but, um, it's always been really near and dear to me. I mean, my grandmother taught me a lot, the chef at our restaurant. I basically say I apprenticed under him cause I was literally, um, constantly watching him, uh, in, in the kitchen cooking. And I just feel like, um, it was, I just soaked it all in. So it was something really, um, just kind of, I don't know, in my blood. And it, I was born with it and I just ran with it. So I feel like it was something then once I had my family and we started raising our kids, I've got six kids, I've got five boys first and a daughter who eats like a boy. And, um, and, you know, it was like an episode of chopped in my house for 20 years. So it was just like, quick, what's for dinner? And I was the coach. I was the soccer coach for all my boys. And so while really? the other moms are, That's yeah. Awesome. And so while the other moms are out, you know, making, dropping their kids off to me and making dinner, I'm prepping ahead of time You're coaching up the team or you wow. know so i've been coaching a long time because i've been coaching soccer since i was 18 but um that really led me to coaching people now yeah. in in a different arena in the kitchen in the field of the kitchen you know so so anyway um you know it is really dear to me being a mom and i want this to be a better world for my kids so what i do is i teach people how to prepare their kitchens for success um, mm. and, and for better connection and conversation at the table. So it's kind of kitchen coaching and, and teaching people how to cook, but basically how to prepare to cook and, um, a little bit of coaching around the table. Cause you know, I think that people don't really know how to have conversation. They don't know how to sit still at the table anymore. It's something that, um, I believe that if you make a meal at home, there's a greater chance you'll end up at the table. If you order a pizza, it's going to end up on the coffee table in the front of the TV, kind of like Super Bowl food. That's special yeah. occasions. You do that. But, you know, rest of the time you eat at the table. So I do this by way of my I have a back to the table course. And I have actually um, you mentioned um, my Rosetto revival of the Rosetto effect. Um, if I may explain that a bit. Um my hometown in Italy is named Rosetto Valfortore, and people from Rosetto in Italy immigrated to the United States back in the 1880s. They landed in eastern Pennsylvania working the slate mines, and they were, you know, in a town that was all Welsh and German, and of course, being the Italian yeah. immigrants, they were kind of, you know, pushed off to the side a bit. So they moved over and they started a town of their own, and they named it Rosetto after the town in Italy. Oh, so they cool. lived there in this little enclave there, just them. They spoke Italian. They lived and in Italian where stuff. where was this at? In 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 eastern Pennsylvania, near Easton, near okay. um, I don't know if you know where that is, in the in the slate belt there. So God's anyway, country. um so what happened was fast forward to the 50s and the 60s, there was a doctor that served the town and in the early 60s. He he mentioned to another doctor, he said, Nobody in this town has any heart disease or and actually a lot of other ailments as well. And mm. so they go and study the town. They're like, oh, wow, what is going on? What are these people eating? And that's always the obvious thing, first thing you think. And um, what they found was that they're eating salted cured meats, food fried in lard. They're smoking and drinking and happy and healthy. They're like, what the heck is it? So they um, studied deeper. And what they attributed their good health to 
was their community-centered, church-centered, family-centered life. They said the people nourished each other. It was really about the connections that the people had. And I say it's not you know necessarily what you're eating, even though I do all the organic and natural stuff, but it is how you're eating together at the table across from people who you care about and who care about you. And so that's really what's important. I go to Italy and I see these kids sitting at tables having full good conversations with the adults. There's so much more of a mix because kids, when they start this way from a young age, they grow to be better communicators. And this, you know, some people like, for example, maybe some of your audience here is wondering what this has to do with business, but it has a lot. It's all about connections. And in life, if you're if you're good and connected at home, doesn't that help you at work? in your business, you know, it it makes you so much more productive when you are content inside. And that often comes from connections. And so, you know, I believe it's the bottom building block of society. Like you mentioned, as I, I, I always say to everybody um, that the table, it is, is the bottom building block of society and all the important things in life happen at the table. We talk about our grades from school. We talk about what we did at work today. But then we talk about, you know, well, mom, I'm going to, I want to marry this guy or this, you know, my well, my daughter better not come to me that anytime soon. But anyway, but, um, <laughs> but you know, these are the conversations, you know, what job you're going to take next, what college you're going to go to. It's always at the table. And where are a lot of big business deals made? At a table. At a table. Oh, yeah, you break know. bread with someone. There's, It's a different relationship. It's a Absolutely. different thing when you actually break bread with someone. And yeah. you know. Hey, what's up, guys? Pardon the interruption, but quick question. Have you ever wondered if you could start your own pandemic-proof, inflation-proof, and recession-proof business? Well, I'm here to tell you over the last decade that there is an industry out there. There is a profession. It's the business funding space. And that's why I created FundingCEOAcademy.com to show you how you can join our team and work together in a business and industry that's allowed me to create my dream life where I can travel, co-boating during the week with my wife and five kids and work in a business that really matters. There's nothing more valuable than being able to get an entrepreneur money who can then create jobs and products and services that make everyone's lives better and also make you a great living in the process. So I've created a free book. It's the seven keys to building a recession-proof funding empire. You can find it at fundingceoacademy.com. Again, that's fundingceoacademy.com and download the seven keys to building a recession-proof business funding empire right now and take some action. You know, Darina, one of the interesting uh, challenges that I talked about at the beginning of this show is, is when you're an entrepreneur and a business owner, it requires a lot of time, effort, energy, and resources. And at the same time, everybody wants to have a successful family, and yet uh, divorce rates are up. There's so many more challenges in, in taking care of children and rearing them the right way. And there's been studies and research done that when you can have consistent meals together as a family, the odds of divorce go down, uh, children have a better better life. And there's something really important, I think, that you brought up. One of the things that most people, everybody wants, regardless of who you are, is you want your children to be successful. And in today's world in 2024, they struggle to communicate more than ever because they're in their devices, they're in these virtual world worlds and there's a real inability to communicate effectively and this and the teachers talk about that and so you talked about this ability to you know create conversation and and what are some of the keys 
to even making this happen because there's schedules, you got maybe kids doing sports, you've got your business. How do you get everybody together in, in the table at the table in the first place? Let's let's well, start. First there. off, you know, I know this is going to sound very, I don't know, simplistic and maybe almost preachy, but you put the dinner on the table and they come, you know, I guess part of how I'm teaching is I'm using my good old Italian mother stereotype. You know, everybody knows I've got the six kids. Everybody knows I wave my wooden spoon around and nobody questions. If you start with them young and you teach them, then, you know, they, they will come, you know, you set the stage and they will come. There's, um, there's, uh, you know, this saying, by this guy's an architect, Morris Lapidus. And he said, if you create the stage setting and it is grand, everyone who enters will play their part. So if you think about it, you know, you set that stage of the table, you know, you put the food on it, they will come. So, you know, there's a lot of little tips and tricks about this, but um, it starts with just, I don't want to say laying down the law as a parent, but yeah, kind of. You yeah, know? that's exactly and, what needs to happen. Yeah, there needs you to know, be laying down of the law. Listen, this is one of the things people ask me all the time because I raised six kids. They're all yeah. across the country from California to, to D.C., Maryland, Virginia, you know, all over the place here. Um, the, we're still like this. We're tight. You know, we have a family group chat that just spins constantly. Yeah. And, you know, they're they're constantly going back and forth to visit each other. They're very, very close. And I'm that That's is probably. Cool. More than how successful they are in all their jobs and businesses and everything, I'm more proud of the fact that they're connected, that they are tight. I said, I don't care yeah. because you know what? Here's this thing. Your kids are kids this long. They're adults this long, you know, yeah. way longer. I would. I don't need to be their friend for that short period of time that they're a kid, but I hope to be the tough – I was the tough mom so that I could raise good people that I want to hang out with the rest of our lives which yes. is way longer than that little childhood time. Yes, really so, good point. You know, I really think that's important. But I will tell you a quick little story. You know, when I first met my husband, the first three things he asked me was, are you Italian? Can you cook? And will you marry me? Now, we were driving side by side in cars on the Washington Beltway, talking on CB radio. So that tells you what time of frame years ago it was. But anyway, <laughs> um, another story for another time. But I, little did I realize how important that was going to be because we had a wonderful life. We had a wonderful family we had started, but a tragedy hit our family and it kind of made all the little, you know, everybody, just like everybody, we had our, everybody has their little issues, you know, little problems, little yeah. bubbles. They usually you can just get rid of, but um, it made everything rise to the surface all at once. And so we separated, we were actually separated for three years. Now who the heck, I never would have thought it would have been that long, but it was. But you know what we did during that time? We had dinner every Sunday at the table. He came home every Sunday to have dinner with the family. And I really feel like besides a little prayer, actually a lot of prayer, um, that table, that Sunday dinner was a lifeline that kept us connected during those times. And in the meantime, now we've been you know back together for, I don't know, 10, 15, 10, 12 years, whatever it is. But we've been married 34 years. We're stronger than ever, but we didn't let... Um, you know, thank goodness the tradition of our family kind of kept us together, you know, and, and made it helped us get through a really tough time. Serena, I feel like that's a value bomb because I know for a lot of people, sometimes you're gone to events for your business. Maybe kids have sports and activities and it's tough to get together during the week, but maybe a start, a good starting place is listen, Sunday dinner is non-negotiable. It's this time. 
we're going to come together as a family and make a homemade meal. We're not going to go to a restaurant. We're going to be in a nice, quiet place in our home at our dinner table. I think that's a great spot to start and then start adding to it, you know, looking yeah, at schedules. Yeah, it's definitely something that's more doable. Um, I tell people this, you know, there's 21 meals a week. And yet okay. take out the five lunches mid during the week when you're either at work yeah. or at school or whatever. That still leaves you 16 meals. Yeah. Breakfast is easy because if you make something quick in the morning that smells good, the whole house wakes up and it's a great start to the day. And even if it's only five minutes at the table, it's still five minutes at the table. Um, yeah. And I always did that. I always made breakfast for the family, whether they, you know, smelled onions cooking in the pan with some zucchini to scramble up with some eggs or I had a you know fruit crumble in the oven. They would wake up to the smells and it was a great way to start the day and start us connecting. And then in the meantime, you know, my husband, you know, he, he's never happier than when he's got a good meal in his belly. I mean, when he asked me if I could cook first thing, you know, I'm like that. I knew that was important. So always made sure I made those good meals. <laughs> but it really um, and it has helped me in business. You know, my business um, kind of came tell, tell about. Tell us a bit about your business. How did Dorena's Kitchen come to be? And, and what are some of the uh, missions and focal points of, of this business? Well, you know, I started, um, it, it was kind of just my cooking classes. I started calling Dorena's Kitchen, but then um, 12 years ago, I had a restaurant for a few years up in New Jersey. And, um, and so I was like, my husband's like, I didn't know what to call it. I wanted to call it something Italian. He said, call it Dorena's Kitchen. That's what it is. Nobody can mispronounce yeah, that, good. you know, all the words I wanted people mispronounce. So anyway, um, it started that way. And I just continued using that. It became me because every, like I said before, everything important happens in my kitchen. And so my kitchen isn't just about food. It's about connections. It's about talking. It's about doing whatever we're doing on the, on that table. Um, so anyway, uh, it's. I was teaching people how to cook. I was doing private cooking classes and group cooking classes. And then I started taking people on trips to Italy. The very first mm -hmm. trip started out as a culinary trip because some people in a class said, when are you going to take us to Italy? You're always talking about Italy. And I was like, okay, you want to go? And I called my cousin in Italy who's a chef and he said, let's do it. So we did. And so it started out in 2017 as a culinary trip. But by January of 18, someone had called me who was of heritage of my town and all of a sudden it clicked. I'm like, wait a minute, I have so much more to teach than just cooking and recipes. It was then all of a sudden the whole Rosetto effect thing came back into my head. And I'm like, wait a minute, this is what I need to be doing. I had been seeking something. I knew I was supposed to be doing something bigger. And all of a sudden I realized it's all right here in me. It's part of who I am. And so the back to the table movement all of a sudden came, you know, into reality and the whole revival of the Rosetto effect. And so then my trips now are, they're still cooking because it's still so much a part of Italy and just coming to the table, but they really are to show people how to live. So I take them to this peasant village in Italy and they see that that whole lifestyle, that connected lifestyle still in action. So That's then, exactly what it is. Yeah. yeah, and it really is. It's so wonderful to see it firsthand. And of course, it's still just a wonderful trip to Italy. It's really real and authentic and peasant village and you meet people and you make friends and it's really wonderful. How many people live in this village? It's only about a thousand. So it's a small oh, village. Oh, that's yeah. amazing. And yeah. it is beautiful. It's in the mountains of Puglia. Yeah. Um, not down by the beaches. It's up in the mountain, but it's just absolutely drop dead beautiful. It's one of those just wonderful, serene places. To me, it's my Shangri-La. So um, I do that. And now... Um, you know, because of COVID, I couldn't do my trips and I couldn't do my classes. So 
I kind of pivoted my business and I just went online and um, I started doing a cooking and Italian mother telling you how to live your life show. And, um, and so, you know, I was talking to people about coming to the table. I was showing them recipes and, um, and that's how th that started. And that, even though I had no other business, you know, at the time I was, this became basically promotion for then once the whole COVID thing ended and my trips started back up again. So now I have a show, I have trips, I have a course that, you know, I'm, I'm doing all these different things, but it's really, um, I want this to be a nationwide I want everybody in America to know what the Rosetto effect is again. So. And there's something magical about that uh, that homemade meal that I think people are missing out on. More and more people are door dashing and Ugh. going out. And obviously it's not nearly as healthy as when you can have the homemade meal. And it, I always recognize that when I've been gone an event for like a, a few days or a week, I'm just grateful to come home and, and have a homemade meal. What are, what are, how, how fast can you put a, a recipe together and actually get dinner on the table? Because I know that's what a lot of people's concerns are. That's and, kind of my superpower. That? Yeah. <laughs> that is my superpower. My husband's like, you know, when's that's, dinner? I'm like half an yeah, hour. That's a problem we all have. Yeah. It's really about, like I said before, it's about how you prepare. It is having your kitchen set up for success. So it really yeah. does matter what you've got on hand. And mm. that's kind of what I teach people. You know, we have to go, we have to delve into their own heritage because I encourage people to seek out their heritage and bring it to their kitchen because yeah. I think that's where we feel best. It's everybody's comfort food. You're Greek, right? I am. Okay. Come on. Some good uh, tiropites or skepanakopita makes you happy, doesn't it? Oh, yeah. Okay. And for me, a, you know, give me a good lasagna or a good eggplant parmigiana or something like that. And I'm happy, you know, we all have our comfort foods. And I think it's really important because the first place we do connect is with, you know, right away when you meet somebody who's of the same heritage of you, or if you meet somebody who's from the same town as you or went to the same college as you, all of a sudden it's connection. We all are looking for reasons to connect. So I always tell people, I said, seek out your heritage, find your flavors and let's, let's set your kitchen up. So that's how we get started. And it's, I think it's, it makes it easy. I can literally whip up dinner in no time. And I just recently posted a wonderful, beautiful dish that happened by accident. I've never made it before. And, um, and somebody said, what's the recipe? I'm like, well, it really wasn't a recipe. I just threw this, this, and this together. And that was that. And somebody said, that is a recipe, Darina. That's the way our grandmother's cooked. And I said, yep, you're right. So, you know, if you know, once you learn the basics, it really is easy. So important. So a value bomb, Dorina just dropped on everybody. You got to be prepared, right? You got to take time Absolutely. once or twice a, a week and make sure you have the ingredients on hand and you're planning out what you're going to be making so that you can have everything there and be able to execute and put that meal plan together. And then I think a, a great point, Sunday meals should be special. There should be maybe a little bit of extra effort put there. And then something else that you you mentioned about this uh, this town in eastern Pennsylvania, this, and I know this is true in Italy too, is that this community, right? You have family, you have these family meals together, but then there's this community. Maybe a lot of the family is even closer, but when you get involved with the community, all those things come together and people live longer. They are more healthy. They are more engaged. And the relationship aspect is just as important as the food that you're eating, if not maybe more important. Absolutely. It really, so, really, truly is. Yeah. It really, truly is. So, you know, I really feel like, um, you know, everybody, all of you watching, 
plan to sit down at the dinner table as soon as possible with your family or with, and it can be your family. It can be your roommates. It can be your neighbors, whoever yeah. you can eat together with. Don't let anybody, you know, eat alone. If you can help it, help them not eat alone. No, and nobody in our house ever ate alone. As my kids started to work and come home late, we, the bulk of us would eat, but then they never sat at the, somebody always sat with them, you know, and then somebody else would come along because then they'd start conversation. And, and we, that's how we always like stayed that. connected. I so, like um, and I always encourage people to make dessert because, you know, dinner brings them to the table, but dessert keeps them there a little longer. So to help everybody watching, um, if you will go to doreenaskitchen.com slash recipes, I have a free download, five oh, recipes and a few little tips about getting, you know, getting conversations started and things at the table, a couple little extra bonusy things there. Um, and I'm going to be doing a webinar in two weeks. And uh, so if you go ahead and download that and you're interested in delving a little deeper, I'll be sending you an email. And if you're interested, you can uh, sign up for a free webinar and we'll talk a little bit more about getting your family to the table and helping your whole life live, be successful, healthy, physically, healthy, mentally, healthy home, healthy work. Mm, beautiful. Remember, guys, this is not a passive podcast. This podcast is for people who take action. So make sure you go to Doreenas Kitchen dot com forward slash recipes get those five free recipes so you can start getting things in order get your schedule and then she's got a, a special workshop she's putting together that's starting in just a couple weeks so it's perfect timing to be able to get that and frankly you should be inviting everybody you know friends and family to that workshop so that everybody can start re-engaging with this stuff because this leads to healthier lives relationships families, everything that, you know, in so many ways, the statistics show we are losing as a nation. And so I really appreciate you bringing that mission back to all of us because it's what we need right now. I appreciate it, you know, and um, also if anybody wants just plain old info about everything else, my trips, and just a little bit about the mission, you can read it on. Tell just us, tell us when you, when's your next trip taking place and, oh. and how can, how can people get involved with that? Well, that's what I was just going to say. That Doreenas just sounds epic. Go to, oh, to dot okay. and I have all my my trips. I, my next trip is in May. I've got May, June, July, and then a couple of them. And I got October and uh, uh, all through October. Actually, we're also. Wow. I'm just going to throw a quick plug out. We're doing. Um, I'm doing a joint. So most of mine are you know cooking and cultural and heritage, and we are yeah. doing. A, um, I'm doing something in conjunction with somebody in the next town who's a, a harpist and a music a music professor, and we're doing a harp festival. I'm doing the cultural tour of it, and she's doing the music. So we're doing that in May. And then in October, I'm doing a writer's workshop because Roseto is such a wonderful place to clear your mind. I That's the one place I can write. I'm working on a couple of books. Mm. And so wow. I talked to my writing coach, and we're going to be doing a writer's workshop in October. So if anybody's a writer or aspiring to be, that's another thing. You can also see on my website, the dates for that. So Doreenaskitchen.com wow, awesome. or forward slash recipes for the download for the recipes. Doreenaskitchen.com, everybody. It's time to plan your trip to Italy. And I love that. We do have a lot of authors and a lot of people we've helped do financing so that they can get their book off the ground and just, yeah, a beautiful place to write where you have some peace and quiet and just the right environment can make a huge yeah. difference. So everybody... Go to DarinasKitchen.com. And Darina, thank you so much for being a guest on the show. Well, thank you, Leo. You know, I love you. I have a son named Leo. So, you know, all, my grandfather was actually Leonardo. I know you're not Leonardo, but anyway, close enough. 
close <laughs> enough. Thanks well, so much, Serena. All right. Thank you. I love it. Thanks for having me. Hey, entrepreneurs, business owners, side hustlers, quick question for you. Have you ever gotten so tired and fatigued of having to log into 30 different websites just to manage your bank accounts, credit cards, loans, real estate, and investments? I know after the last decade, I've gotten really tired of it. And for years, clients have asked me, hey, how am I going to manage all these different accounts as a business owner? Well, we finally decided to solve this problem for you once and for all at myfigures.com. That's my figures.com you can get instant access to your own money manager app with the premier number one entrepreneur small business owner money manager app again you can manage all of your financial accounts in one place your bank accounts investments real estate credit cards loans business and personal all in one place for just $9.97 a month we've got a rock bottom special going on for the next few days you can get the money manager at myfigures.com it's also less than $100 a year to get your money right so go to myfigures.com and finally get your money right are you looking for more seven-figure secrets, content, or even how you can launch your own recession-proof business? Then check out sevenfigures.com. That's the digit seven, F-I-G-U-R-E-S.com, where we share more videos, stories, strategies, funding solutions, entrepreneurial education, and even the secret business type that's recession-proof. Thank you for listening, and if you're finding value in our podcast, please give us a five-star and invite others to join the club.